Welcome back to the podcast called Tell the World. I'm your host, Ota. Happy Wednesday. So, um, I came across an interview with DMX um, talking about his addiction and certain parts of him, you know, struggling every day, dealing with it, and uh, dealing with just the demon side of just dealing with crack. It's nothing to disrespect him, disrespect his family, but it's just an idea of understanding someone's struggle every day. And, you know, you can get all the help that you can get, all the support from your families to your friends. It's hard. It's hard for people out there on some drugs that are hard to get off of hard to shake off and for some of the ones that do get off of it you know it's just a victory for them that they you know get that out of their lives and got their life back and their family back and just was able to uh just have a, a life again without those bad drugs so let's just get into the short interview and then we'll we'll come back and uh the interview is um, probably about two minutes. I don't own the rights to it, but I thought it was something that um, that we could just listen to and just, you know, understand his side of what he was, you know, actually dealing with every day. Let's get into it. Okay, give me a little patience here. All right, let's do it. Drug problem. 
So, you know, um, I don't own the rights to that. So I thought I would just um, display it, you know, but I hope they don't mind. But um, it's a struggle, man. I mean, um, I was reading an article on DMX. Um, he said that um, he, he was mentioning, you know, like when he got started on it, you know, he mentioned that um, yeah, he was about 14. He had a, uh, you know, uh, friend that he looked up to, you know, that he, he trusted, and uh, I guess one day they were smoking, and he said, when he first started smoking, he said it, it felt, it felt good, you know, he, he felt good, so he was like, he found out the next day that his friend actually laced it with crack it was a blunt that was laced with crack and uh, I believe this friend of his was probably at the age of 30 he mentioned he was 14 at the time and you know you got to be careful of um, what you're smoking where you're getting it from who you're smoking with you know, a lot of people out there um, got a hold to some drugs that might have been just a regular high, turned out to be an addiction. So it's it's it's, it's never easy for them. Um, crack is very addictive. You know, um, from what I I would hear that you know once you try it one time you're hooked you can't get back off of it. So, and to know that someone can uh, lace your marijuana or your blunt, whatever you want to call it, they want to lace it with crack, and, you know, you end up ruining your life. Your whole life gets ruined because of someone who doesn't care about you. this guy that did it, you know, he questioned, why would you do that to me? I thought I was your friend. You know, it just shows you, you know, how some people, they don't care about, care about you. No one's looking out, you know, for you uh, when it comes to drugs. Or better yet, these drugs are, it just could be some, a bad batch of drugs. Somebody just selling you something or you're smoking with somebody and they just give you something that's, that ruins your whole life. So, you know, DMX been battling this for a long time. A long time. Um, we knew this. You know, that's one thing about DMX, he's real. He's real down to earth. Uh, great rapper. Love his poetry because his poetry comes from uh, the deep side of himself, what he's seen, what he's done, 
and, you know, to even speak on what his addiction was causing him to do, like robbing, you know, people to go, you know, get crack, you know, $100 here, $100 there to go uh, buy more crack. We know how it goes. We know that those are the signs of uh, addiction. When you got family members who's on crack and they're, they're stealing from you, they're lying to you, um, they're being a, um, just not themselves anymore. Crack takes over, takes over your mind, takes over your heart. The paranoia of just thinking everybody's at you. Can you imagine a person who can't get it that day, how they're acting? The behaviors, the rage that comes out of them, the the withdrawals. So it, it's 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 nothing. No disrespect on DMX, but it's a great example for us to 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 understand this, to to see it from a a, a good person, but to. To teach our young ones, you know, about certain drugs out there. To anybody out there who's listening. We know what crack and heroin will do to your life. It's easy for us to to tell them to stop doing it, go get rehab. DMX has had that many times. But if you heard that interview, he ended up relapsing again. It's hard to shake it. And yet alone dealing with life itself, things coming at you, you're trying to, you know, be off the drugs and trying to get your life together. Things ain't going out the way you want it to go and you end up back on it again in a worse condition. So I was reading a few years ago, uh, DMX had... um, He had a asthma attack, and um, well, they, you know, his manager would say it was a um, an asthma attack, and um, he ended up. Uh, it was at a parking lot, and they end up uh, saving his life, and he was on a tour. He had a tour. So he ended up uh, having an overdose. I remember, okay, it was 2016. He had an overdose, and he was at a parking lot where he passed out. They were able to bring him back. They brought him back. And he checked himself into the rehab, you know, to you know try to get himself together. He had a tour he needed to go on. This was the time to, you know, make bread, make money. But, you know, the drugs, the drugs burns all your opportunities. Burns all your opportunities. Now, let's get a little deeper with it. So, you have an overdose in 2016. 
go to rehab and you're trying to get your life back together. And then all of a sudden, you get a, a second overdose. Because see, for the people out there that understands it, that we know how when people have, um, uh, over when they overdose and they're able to get a second chance at life again, you know, we would think that they would get their lives together and, and, and make it better, you know, and look forward to their family members and look forward to, to having life again. You get the opportunity to fix it this time. You get an opportunity to get yourself together. That's, that's how it's supposed to go. But we know many times people who have um, kicked the habit and they're trying to get their sales back together, they end up a few months later, maybe a year later, they they go back into the same struggle again. Crack is it's just awful, man. It, it it's, it's an awful drug. Heroin and crack will will eventually kill you. Um, any drug will kill you. Let's keep my personal feelings out of it. He has a family. He has a wife. He has kids. It's a private, it's a private thing to deal with, but just understand what they're dealing with. You know, they have to be beside, you know, their husband. They have to be beside their dad, you know, you know, to try to, you know, give all the support and love they can give. But you got to imagine at the age of 14 getting introduced to crack. Someone lacing your shit up and now you're addicted now and you're in your life now. You're in your 50s now. Still trying to, you know, kick this habit and get the drugs out your system or just trying to stay away from this drug. And it's hard. Very hard. They get the chances to get their lives back. But for some reason, they, they get back on it again. We can't judge it. You know, we do our best that we can do to help them. And I know sometimes it's hard to um, just accept that because it's not enough that, you know, you, you gave all this help. But it's, it, sometimes you feel like you could have did more. Well, in this stage right now, DMX is in a heart attack, uh, not much brain activity. It's up to God now. God is the judge. We can only give prayers and prayers to his family, prayers to him. And hope that he pushes through all of this. Get another chance at life. He said in an interview he was never thinking about dying. That was the least thing he was thinking about. Doing this type of drug. Somewhere drugs 
snatches out the person that we used to know before the drugs. As the years go by, you see a totally different person. It's like you're talking to them, but are you really talking to the same person? Being paranoid and seeing stuff and, you know, just not trusting people around you. I've seen it many times. Um, people on drugs, let's go with the crack part. And they're, they're trying to kick their habit and they have an overdose. They end up in a the hospital. They're, you know, the doctors and them pushing tubes down your throat and your nose. Um, they're trying to save you. They're trying to um, get the drugs out your system. They're, um, they're, they're, they're doing everything they can do to save you. So there's a lot of people out there who have um, overdosed quite a few times and still living and still doing the same drug. But one day, it catches up with them with that last overdose. It's a tragic situation. When you're doing all you can do to try to keep them off of it and give them something to live for, let them see that, look, this is what you, this is what you got right here. You have the family right here, your kids, your son, the wife. Everybody loves you. Look at all this love. Somewhere love gets blocked because crack really don't give them that feeling anymore. Too many times of just doing it, it kills the spirit of that person. God is the judge in the end of all of it. He's not condemned. Nobody's condemned because they had an addiction. But whatever pain that they're going through every day, whether it's the habit trying to stop, that's painful. It's painful trying to kick a habit because it keeps calling you back. That's painful. A person eventually get laid to rest and some would say that person doesn't have to suffer anymore or be in pain. They're at peace now. I've known people to, you know, overdose so many times. As they get brought back, maybe three days later, a week later, their body is calling for it again. The addiction. The veins. They say the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. But you have to find strength in yourself to 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 wanna, you know, change your life. Oh, it's a battle. When it comes to drugs, oh, you're fighting one of the biggest devils of them all. Drugs. It's not easy. It's not easy for none of them. That's on it. I remember uh 
um, I would make a couple of trips to the hospital. Let's just say here in California. And I would be in the waiting room. And I would just be sitting there. As I'm sitting there, I see the people come in. And I started seeing things like certain people couldn't sit still. They were moving back and forth. And I said, okay, that looks like that person's on drugs. Meanwhile, I'm looking at the party that brought them to the hospital. They look upset or they look sad because they're probably bringing someone back to the hospital for the same thing again, drugs. So what I was observing was, was it looked like this person was having withdrawals, walking back and forth, couldn't sit still, standing up, going back and forth. I remember I was in, um, I was at, I believe it was DFW Airport. I won't say the celebrity's name, but I knew that this person had an addiction in their life, in their career. And so I was sitting there, and I saw the person. This person couldn't sit still. This person kept getting up. This person was going back and forth, real fidgety. This person was clean, looked nice, dressed nice, but you could see the addiction. You could see the the withdrawals. This person could not sit down for five minutes. This person looked at agitated, back and forth, back and forth. You see it in their steps, their movements. And I said, oh, wow, this person must be still on those drugs. Must be still doing the drugs. No disrespect. I saw his loved ones around him. But it's hard. It's very hard. You could you could you could you could see it. We all know it. We know what goes on out there with people who have addiction. You know, um I'm gonna say family members when someone's in your family and they're addicted and the addiction gets so bad, DMX said it, started robbing and stealing. And so that was what happens in the families, you know, that person that's addicted, they can play many faces of trying to get it together and not thinking their actions of what they're doing to the people who's there to help them. They're stealing from them. Stuff is missing or... They leave, they don't come back for weeks. And then when they come back, they look like they was just strung out for weeks. That's what the crack does. They have to have it. It's, it's sad. It goes deeper than, than what I'm even just saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm giving some experiences of what I've seen out there. Like, seeing the crack, looking at it. My brain says, who would actually do this? 
but that's what I'm saying. I can be strong and say that. You could have the best raisin in the world and end up on crack. But it's even worse if someone laces your shit and gets you addicted. We don't think that, and we know that DMX didn't want to, you know, be on crack, but sometimes out there, people out there are just low down and they, they pull these, they do things that they don't take actions on what they do to other folks. Or do some people know when they lay something up and they offer it to somebody that you're going to ruin this person's life? A lot of people's lives that got fatal, deadly where they died because they probably never knew that their stuff got laced. You find out over the years, oh, I know what happened to that person. That person stuff got laced by somebody and they got a hold to some bad drugs. You ever heard that? They got a hold to some bad drugs. Shit is real, man. Shit is real. DMX has had a uh, great rap career. He's still one of the best out there. He he tried to maintain his addiction. You know, he I remember MTV would sometime invite him to um come on MTV. I think he might have had performances and I know they was having a problem with DMX not showing up to a lot of invites. Early two thousand. DMX came out, he was popping the charts. And MTV would always invite him. He would never show up or he was late. I think he finally came. But, you know, DMX is just one of those real people. You know, he don't care about all that, the the flashiness of uh, being a, a, uh, a hot artist out there. He's real. And I think that's why we all like him. We knew his addiction. We knew his struggle. Let's say it like that. We knew his struggle. Fuck his addiction. Out of respect, we knew his struggle. And like life, we all go through our own personal struggles. And it's, it's never easy. Um, You don't have to... Be on drugs to be struggling with yourself. Um, trying to get yourself out of the rut. Trying to get yourself going. Trying to get yourself back. Trying to find yourself. It's never easy. It's a struggle. But all of our struggles is based on our determination to, to make it through. To see yourself through. To be new, to be newer from your old, to be back at your best like never before. 
somewhere in life, it becomes a struggle again. Sometimes your your old self returns. There's all kinds of habits and struggles out there. But when it comes to um, certain things like drugs, it's very hard to, to come out of it. Uh, have I witnessed people who have kicked that habit and came out of it? Yes. Are they better? Yes. They're a lot better. They couldn't have done it without God. Somewhere their faith became their strength. In the end, their faith became their strength. Because sometimes you, we could be doing it by ourselves all the time and we get the love and support, but sometimes that ain't enough. Sometimes you got to bring God in there. That's all you need is God in there. Your life will change. But it's a constant struggle. You're surrounding the people you're around all the time. It can be hard to do business. You're trying to stay clean, but you're surrounded by this activity of people who's doing drugs all around you. Get you back on it again. There's all kinds of stories of people relapsing and saying why they got back on the drug. Sometimes it just comes from just being around people who's still doing it. You can be clean. And they can be, you know, around you doing the drug and get you back hooked. That's why some people choose not to be around the same old friends that's still doing it. So they can stay clean. And maybe them not being around that activity anymore is best for them because they may have the same temptations that call them back. You're not losing friends. You're getting more of your life back. Sometimes you got to change your whole surrounding. But I, I did notice that a lot in um, the hospitals. Like I, I was seeing a lot of people come in and I was noticing something going on like a like a withdrawal was going on with them. You could see it. It's like you're seeing something. For me, the way I was seeing it, it looked at demonic to me because these people were actually, you know, you know, they were trying to, um, they couldn't keep still. You could see the, the addiction uh, activity around them. You just saw it. You know, they can't stay in one place. They can't. Hospitals will definitely know. You know, they're going to ask you questions or they, they, they're basically going to see it on your face. Do hospitals help sometimes? No, because then they're going to give you something to counter 
that withdrawal for a couple of days, maybe an hour or two. But that withdrawal feeling comes back, so it goes deeper. You have to get yourself in a rehab and, you know, get yourself cleaned out, get yourself uh, mentally um, stable back in your mind. It takes time. But how long has a person had an addiction? They could have had a 20-year addiction. It's just something that they just cannot uh, fix overnight. It's it's a hard thing to kick. And there's not many. There's some. There's some. It could be, numbers could be good, greater. But the losses of people who have had overdoses is greater. You know, people get down, you know, we're in a time of a pandemic and People are losing, you know, jobs. They're losing their companies. And, you know, things are not the same anymore. And their lives change. And people sometimes turn to drugs. They turn to drugs. The government knows this. They know how it goes. It's, 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 is it up to us as an individual to um, understand our limits? Of uh, We know where we're chasing a high can get you killed. This doesn't get you high anymore, so you go run for something else to get you higher. It's, it's, it's awful. My opinion about it may not even matter. But the man has a family. They matter. So prayers to his family. Prayers to them all. Prayers to him. We need him back. I think he can change this. I think he can turn it around. Still within doubt of what other folks feel about you, there will always be people out there who believe in you. I believe it. I believe it. Right now it's up to the creator. It's up to the creator to. It's just up to the creator to bring them back or bring them home. So we keep praying. And we keep teaching. And we can only do our best as a society, as a culture. You know, we know what what drugs do. We can't, can't judge it. I learned not to judge it. I'm against it. I get angry about it if I know friends or or families on it. I'm gonna say something. I don't want to push them, but 
I've known people to 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 kick the habit and get their lives back. Get their life back and you know and have more to look forward to like their family. That's what I saw. They're able to go to their granddaughter or they're able to go to their their daughter or son's uh, wedding. They're able to be a, a better grandparent. Let's put it that way, grandparent. They're able to see their 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 family. Um, they're, they're able to grow with their family. Because that's what we want to see in the end. That's what, what it's all about. But struggle in the end, struggle always has an ending. But you got to get there. You got to come out that struggle to, to, to get back to yourself, to get back at yourself, to get better for yourself. You have to, you have to do it for yourself too as well. But with long addiction, sometimes that person is not reachable anymore. Sometimes they're not reachable. But we pray for them, and we, we pray for their protection. We pray that they get better. And if you do know somebody who's on stuff like that, crack or heroin, whatever you want to call it, you know, Still support them. Help them out if you can. And let them know that, you know, if they need any help trying to, you know, get off the drugs that they're on, that you're there for them. That you're there for them. Don't judge them. Don't judge them. There's a, there's a light at the tunnel. Was all. There's always a light at the tunnel. So, prayers to DMX and prayers to his family. Prayers to us all. That's gonna conclude the podcast called Tell the World. If you like it, hit that subscribe button, follow. You guys have a blessed, blessed Wednesday afternoon.